Hello and welcome to the third episode of CS for Conspiracy. I'm joined by Pete Richards. Howdy, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> We're off to a, a creepy start already. Fantastic. I want to get around to making a, uh, a theme tune at some point, but, uh, but for now, it's just us awkwardly introducing each other, so I hope you're enjoying it. How you going, guys, and welcome to another. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, as always, uh, we've gone off and uh, picked a... Uh, a kid's show from our respective generations and uh, come up with a legitimate conspiracy theory uh, and uh, we will now present to each other. We do not know each other's shows, the conspiracies or anything. And uh, yeah, Pete, Pete, what did you, you do this week? Rugrats. Rugrats, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I watched a little bit of Rugrats when I was a kid. But My was conspiracy mainly... is not so much connected with the Rugrats. Oh no. <laughs> But it is a possibility that that could be used to once again indoctrinate people who are watching it. And when you consider the environment that these poor kids are in, Mm. it may lead you to believe that that all is not what it seems on the show. Okay. Okay. I'm interested. Um, For all those listening, (laughs) this may come with an R rating (laughs) disclaimer. all, All I've heard from Pete is that this is... R-rated and that my parents are not going to love me anymore after this. So, um, yeah, e- either you will be equally disgusted or you'll just hear a lot of silence and a lot of, and a lot of uh, beeping noises. So um, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, I've gone a little bit tamer this week. Um, I have uh, gone with Bob the Builder. Oh, yeah. okay. Which I believe mostly aired during the early 2000s, although I think it might have yeah. started in, like, 98 or yeah. something. So there might have been a bit of crossover. I think Bob the Builder for our generation or my generation yeah. coming through high school, that was the first kids' show that we kind of made fun of. Right. I think. Well, it's easy to do. That and Beast Wars. Be- <laughs> what the fuck is Beast Wars? <laughs> it's a show kind of like Animorphs, but they're beasts, like uh, cheetahs and stuff. And they, oh. they go, they're like Transformers. It's like a really budget Transformers. Okay. But instead of... Animated? Instead of trucks. Yes, animated. It's a great example of very poor quality CGI. Yeah. Yeah. And we made fun of it. <laughs> uh, I, I just realised I better mention it at least once, that I was born in 2001, and uh, Pete Richards here was born in uh, 1990. So just to give you an idea of... Uh, when our, when our respective eras are. Well, I've gone first the last two episodes, so I reckon... Oh, put I reckon, me on the spot. Yeah, well, All right. Normally okay. you have a laptop out too, but you're going to wing what it this I, time. Okay, so I was looking at 90 shows to talk about, mm-hmm. and I was trying to find something along the lines of what you had done, right. where I found a conspiracy within the show yeah. of something that they perceived to be real, but it wasn't, rather than, sure. hey, this is what they're trying to do to people on well, the, the outside. Show. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I chose one that could be both. So what I did was late at night, after I was watching a little bit of uh, my own vlogs and my own content, I was looking at 90 shows and I couldn't really be asked going through these episodes right. one by one. Right. And so I was looking at patterns. Okay. In certain TV shows that could lead, lead me to believe down this conspiracy path. Okay. And at this point was when Alex Jones was taken off. Uh-huh. And so I was already in deep into the conspiracy, <laughs> you know, um, rabbit hole yeah, of yeah, such. Yeah. I had just uh, watched like 30 minutes of Bohemian Grove stuff. <laughs> I don't want to see your like recommended and... on YouTube. It's just going <laughs> to... 
what I eventually was um, listening to and, and um, watching was the Nexium sex cult. <laughs> the Nexium. The what? So there is a sex cult that's been unearthed in Hollywood uh-huh. that has... Um, you say unearthed. Unearthed, like it's been going on for the last maybe 10 years. Right. Um, and oh, it's, is it's that the one that the Smallville actress yes. is from? Okay. Yeah, okay. with the branding and everything like right. that. Right. I don't know yeah. too much about it, but I just know that that was okay. In my opinion, there's probably a lot more of them, but this is the one that's kind of taken the heat and it's been... It's 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 been the the witch hunt. Right, they've okay. got their smoking gun essentially, and they're yeah. going to take the fall. Anyway, okay. My theory was is that not is all what it seems in the Rugrats universe. A lot of kids in the nineties were the children of people going to these sex cults or these Christian cults, where the parents yeah. would go to their paganistic or Christian or whatever religious rituals, do their paganistic sex orgies, yeah, do their drugs, mm-hmm. do their craziness, yeah, and all the kids of the parents would yeah. be put into one location, and then they would end up being taught how they would oh. want to be taught, and it just seems that all the crazy things that happen to these kids, the yeah. Rugrats kids. It just seems like they've got crazy stuff being put into their heads and yeah. they're hallucinating and they're they're acting yeah. a bit weird. And they're kind of um, grooming the kids mm. to be like their, their parents. But we never see where the kid the, the parents go off to. No, not really. They just drop the kids off. I'm trying to I don't know why, but I feel like there was like a you know when they put adult jokes in kids' shows yes. that only the kids can understand that only yes. the adults can understand? Uh-huh. So it's bearable for the parents. Yeah, so it's mildly bearable. But I feel yeah. like there was a joke once about like the parents getting up to something. Yeah, sexual. there's tons of in there. Let me just real quick. And Chucky's me... dad is a bit of a fruitcake. And then you've got the dominating Angelica's parents who are all about yeah. business. So kids watch this, and then it's normal for them. You mm. go to these sex cults, and I imagine what they've got on twenty four seven is Rugrats. Of course. Um, so the kids watch it and they go, it's, it's, it's cool that I'm getting dropped off with all these kids at Sunday school Yeah, yeah. every week, but actually their parents are going off to put masks on <laughs> <laughs> and, what and, else worship, are they do? and worship demigods while their kids, uh, get put into a playpen. Well, okay. So there was one thing, um, where grandpa rents out, um, some movies on, yeah. on like VHS for the kids to watch and he's like I rented you boys some movies Reptile Come Home Reptile Redux and my personal favourite Lonely Space Vixens that's for after you go to bed <laughs> so th- these are perverted people yes okay so I I want to tell you where I come from with the Rugrats okay I never watched the original series uh, by the time I was a kid it was like the all grown up era but I did, um, one of my favourite movies as a kid was the Rugrats Wild Thornberries crossover yep. movie where Bruce Willis is a singing dog. Very good. Do you remember? Does this ring I anything? remember the Thornberries. Um, I think they were like safari. Were they safari people? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that. it was uh, Ni- Nigel Thornberry. No, okay. uh, it was a um, documentary filmmaker yeah. and he'd take his family around and Eliza Thornberry, his daughter... Which is a reference to Eliza Doolittle, by the way. Okay. Um, could talk to animals. She received the gift from a dude, uh, a spirit man, and she can talk to animals. And that was the premise of the show. And she can't tell anyone about it. Anyway. Fantastic. The Rugrats holiday thing, 
basically every all the Rugrats families come together and yeah. they go on a cruise ship, right? They go to Paris. That's another movie. Okay, but this is the wild. This is the one where Angelica and and Debbie from the Wild Thornberries drive in the RV singing, "Should I stay or should I go?" So what what ends up happening? Spoiler alert for um for people who haven't seen the film is that they go, they go on this cruise ship and then there's a horrible storm and then they get stranded and the, and the kids and the parents are separated, right? But there's like a whole bunch of stuff before they get on the cruise ship where the parents are just talking and stuff and the kids are playing or whatever. And there's the weird vibe that like they're not there to spend time with the kids anyway. Sure. Like they're there to spend time with each other. So yeah, I don't know. But like... This is not... They're not going away. They're, this is like a retreat. <laughs> they bond them so that they become one as a unit. Yeah. 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 The the kids are just there to be brought up to be, you know, the future clan members. Yeah. Really. So you mentioned indoctrination as well. So I get your theory. Yeah. So so the kids who are watching it in Sunday school or when they're at their cult, they, they kind of go... It's normal. normal. It's normal for me oh, to be okay. in this pen with these other kids and mum and dad to just go off. So you're saying that... The made by clan members, about clan members, for clan members. Sure. Okay, okay. So this is in, this is intended to be watched by like both. Hollywood kids. It's both, yeah. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. Well, the next year in Sex Cult is pretty bad. And when you think about it... A lot of the kids in the cults are sexually abused themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they're kind of groomed and primed, ready for the adults to do whatever they need to do. Because oh, the adults don't really have their own daughters or sons. Everyone's kid belongs to everyone. Oh, They're God. kind of passed around. and Right. Yeah. You think about that. Think about Rugrats now. Think about where Chucky's been. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that's some that's some context. Chucky's just been thrown around, basically used. Jesus. Mm. But even like, when I did show the parents, like with the grandpa thing, it was quite real, like mm. the parents and everything. And so they didn't try to make it like the parents were good people because obviously for the, if they're making it for the kids and their parents weren't good people, so they can't mm. portray them as like good parents mm. or whatever. But then there's that screenshot that I, that you've probably seen where it's like Stu. There's the scene where he's making chocolate pudding at like two in the morning and his wife comes in and is like, Stu, what are you doing making chocolate pudding at two in the morning? And he's like, because I hate my life. And I was like, that's a kid's show. And they're portraying that's how adults mm. are. So Because the parents have to sit there and sort of listen to it. They've got to deal with it. They've got to deal with them, kids. Yeah. So you want... Whose name do you want? Who's who, the redhead kid? What's his name? Chucky. No, Chucky... Tommy. So Tommy, Tommy. is the The, the baby. main baby. Right. Tommy Chucky's... Look at Chucky's dad and mum. Mm. I'm pretty sure his mum looks like a porn actress. <laughs> No, he doesn't have a mum, doesn't he? Oh. Isn't that the thing that his mum died? Wow. Died or sacrificed? Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, is this like, oh my, all these podcasts, because yeah. you mentioned, I mentioned Chucky in the first podcast, and in the second one I mentioned David Miscavige. So it's like a... It's I don't like remember. A couple, so you don't remember? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to find Chucky Finster's parents real quick. But Angelica's parents are clearly the ringleaders. Oh, yeah, of course. And they're, they're clearly into that heavy... Yeah. Chucky's mother, Melinda, died from an illness when Chucky was a few months old. Well, okay. Illness on the slab. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think it's, it's a pretty strong theory this time mm. around. I reckon... Mm. 
I yeah. So I don't know ruining if, Rugrats. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch that movie yeah, again. Yeah. I think it's um it's my time to shine. I think that that was that was a beautiful job you did there, and I think that uh, we've ruined a lot of people's childhoods. I think it's deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna ruin all these shows. Yeah, we're gonna like right. ruin a lot of childhoods. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, I've done above the builder as aforementioned, um, and I I've gone less insane than last time. So. Like, I've drifted away from, you know, okay. drug-based hostage situations okay. and, and murders into just that um, Bob the Builder is supposed to be a show about people working together as a team to accomplish goals, you know? But I think it's about Bob being a selfish, tyrannical asshole who forces sentient construction machinery to work as slaves for him. Fair enough. Well, they can't really make blueprints, can they? No, no, they just they don't have all the hard work. thumbs. No, so, like for example, in one scene, uh, the machines are working so hard that their bodies are falling apart. Like Muck, who's got the big like lifty thing, he's like, "Oh, I feel like my my uh, tray's gonna fall off, or whatever." And and in this scene, they're like lifting and moving heavy things, and Bob's just like waving his hands and gesturing through, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so tired," or whatever. And then Rolly is so exhausted that he rolls towards a fence and almost breaks it, and Bob has the audacity to scold him for it. He's like, whoa, be careful. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Bob. Yeah, that's coming out of your pay. Yeah. He works them so hard that they're exhausted. Yeah. And then they're so exhausted that they're just falling over everywhere, and he's like, you apologize to yeah. me now. Although it's sending kids a good message that, that you know, Bob is the leader, <laughs> and that even though some people are great at working, mm. they might not make the decisions as, <laughs> as, as good as Bob. And the best that you can get, you know, mm. is just rolling, rolling your, 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 your way around <laughs> that uh, construction site and um, hope that you get pay and a lunch break. And, <laughs> you know, this is preparing kids for real life. Yeah. Yeah. And so the thing that interests me with this is that he treats them like friends, sort of. Yeah. Right? But also, he like, them. he uses them yeah. as just workers, as machines. But, like, yeah. his grandfather... I looked up the Wikipedia, the fan wiki page for Bob the Builder, and uh, his grandfather's name was Dizzy, right? Which is also one of the names of the machines, right? So he cares about them enough to name one after his beloved grandfather but still treats Dizzy like a common worker. Well, that's a great technique for manipulation, mm. is to make them feel like, you know... I mean, if you have a look at the great manipulation um, scandals, um, Darth Vader. Yep, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Somehow, the, you're here. Your idea or your objective to get someone to listen to you and do whatever you want, mm. you have to build a connection with them. Yeah. You know? And that generally ends with having some sort of father figure or mother figure yeah. or son figure where mm. they can put their feelings, their repressed feelings. Yeah. You know? And the the that's the way that he's done it. I mean, yeah. good. I mean, you could use oil. You could use... <laughs> This you isn't a use, drug dependency. You could use diesel to do it to get the machines working, or you could use psychological manipulation. That's what I think. I yeah. think he's that's Bob is a psychological cost factor <laughs> of psychological of manipulation words versus diesel. Yeah. Does he have enough money 
to use petrol. Yeah. You and um, like another thing, in one scene, he's so rough with handling paperwork on a desk. Like he's he's not knocking stuff around. He knocks a cat off a desk onto the floor, mm. like it falls. It's not like it jumps and moves down and yeah. it lands. He, hits he it. knocks it off the floor. It doesn't bat an eyelid. Doesn't even yeah. realize the cat's there. Let's feel like we're gonna get the job done this way because that's how we do it. And I don't care about your feelings because you're a goddamn steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then uh, everyone seems to have to report to Bob. Yeah. And they have to apologise profusely whenever they make even the tiniest mistake. Like, I was watching an yeah. episode, and you know, there's the character Spud, who's okay. a scarecrow. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realise he's an Australian scarecrow, which is really offensive, considering how, like, poor the impression is. Anyway, so he... Um, how does he do it? Do the impression. Oh, Bob! <laughs> 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 but, like... Um, Spud is being a spud. He's standing in the middle of the road yeah. and, and Bob comes down with his crew. He's like yeah. hanging off the back of one of the trucks and he's yeah, yeah, flopping yeah. everywhere. And uh, they don't, like, the machinery isn't very fast, right? They move at a snail's pace and Spud yeah. is standing in the middle of the road. And for whatever reason, they can't break in time. And they're like skidding all over the road. And they're like, oh, Spud, you got in the way. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, but no. What, what does he sound like? I'm sorry, Bob! Or he's, he's like really gravelly and, and harsh and very also very whiny. It's fantastic. He's like apologizes profusely to Bob for, for being in the middle of the road. And, and Bob's like, now I need you to go and tell the farmer that um, we're, we're on our way. He's like, yes, Bob, right away, Bob. And it's like, what kind of a hold does Bob have over the townspeople? I well, mean, he controls the infrastructure. Yes. But could he be just someone of a respectable nature who is working with a bunch of halfwits? <laughs> Who are unable to do the specific job that they're designed to do. So there's that, and then there's a little mini conspiracy, and then another slightly bigger conspiracy I found with with uh, Bob the Builder. Basically, it's it's a it's a hellhole for shit. Right. The um the Bob the Builder in terms of what it's putting forward into the world. Um. So Wendy once complains that you know Wendy's the other person. His bitch. His bitch. <laughs> it says on the Wikipedia page that he seems to have a soft yeah. spot for Wendy. He's I thought they were an item. Secretary, get in there and do my books. <laughs> so Wendy once complains that her sister's garden is amazing and that hers is shit. She doesn't use those words, but yeah. And so Bob immediately gets the machines together to fix it up. Now, what message is that teaching children to be like vain and like consumerist based? Uh, who whose garden is better, by the way? Uh, Wendy's sister's garden. Wendy's sister. Well, if uh, Wendy's sister wants the attention of Bob. Who clearly owns a construction company. Yeah. But the thing is, the episode was very strange because it wasn't like... I watched the whole thing, by the way, the whole 10-minute episode. Um, and, <laughs> and it wasn't like... Because the, as I was saying, it's about them working together as a team. Yeah. And so you'd think the episode would what be about... What they say now is that it's okay that your garden's not as good, you'll still get attention. Yeah. Nah. But, like, so bringing this back to the Bob is a selfish, tyrannical asshole point is that it's about people working together as a team, right? But the focus of the episode is that Bob can't keep his shit together and is panicking, and that's the episode where he throws the papers and the cat falls okay. off the desk or whatever, and he's sending people to go do jobs and everything. He's like, no, 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 yeah. you got to hurry. No, 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 He's, like, being really, like, abrasive. Yeah, he doesn't want like, to have to deal with Wendy's shit. He's an asshole, right? He's genuinely... He's, like, a, 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 a jumpy anxious, selfish asshole who just... Like, they had plans that day, and Wendy just went and was like, oh, I'm going to go visit my sister. Oh, her garden is so wonderful, and mine is so terrible. And he's like, whoa. And then she leaves. And then she's like, okay, guys. Who built Wendy's sister's garden? I don't know. His competitor, maybe. 
But he immediately stops what they're doing for the yeah. day and does that. So he was an asshole, right? And so you'd think that he was being an asshole to everyone and then by the end he would have learnt and he would have apologised and said sorry for being all over the place, thank you for, for banding together to do this, right? But no, when he comes home, she loves the garden, they move on with life. So there was no moral to the story. It was just, Wendy wants something, Bob loves her, she doesn't know about it, so he's going to do everything in his power to, to, to get attention from her. Wastes a whole work day building a garden for her is a selfish asshole who works everyone to the bone. Doing everything for her. Yeah. Selfish. Well, for, like, they have a company. Okay. They These are, these yeah. are employees that need to get if Wendy's, the job done. If Wendy's not happy, trust me, no yeah. one's happy. Yeah. So... I think you're on the wrong. I think you're on the wrong side of history here, mate. <laughs> That's what I think. Okay, so let me get to my next Shitting point. Shitting on Bob, trying to keep trying to, <laughs> all these jobs that he's trying to keep ends meet, putting bread on the table, fix his woman's bloody his garden. It's not up. his woman though. Huh? It's not his woman. Yeah. But that's what I mean, he's being selfish, because it's not his woman, he's doing it because he wants something from her, mm. that he wants her, and so he's sacrificing the whole business. Wendy's part of the business, too, just, mm. to, just, to, just to please her. Anyway, my next point, uh, Lofty is a Russian sleeper agent who lives in constant anxiety about being discovered. Real stuff. <laughs> Real stuff. <laughs> because they, they allege that it's a, it's because he's afraid of heights, but that sounds like bullshit, right. really, to be honest. But he's what always... What sort of machine is he? He's a crane. Okay. But, like... He's, he's always on the ground, though. He's always on the ground. So he's, he, he never has to leave the ground. He just puts right. up the thing yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. the crane. Anyway, he's constantly, like, self-criticizing himself and being yeah. scared. And Bob's like, hey, uh, Loft, I need you to drive to the store and pick up some mulch. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. That's his catchphrase. His catchphrase is, oh, yeah, I think so. His yeah. catchphrase he's is... He's actually nervous. going to his his unit yeah. to... to to pass on the secrets. Is that where you're going with this? Yes. So, okay. he's described in this way on the Wikipedia page. Um, Lofty is somewhat careless, but learns by his friend's wise words and by what adventure, adventures he has and how his previous attempt of a certain job was done. So, sounds like a spy to me. Sounds like someone who's learning What sort of information would he be passing on? I don't know. Construction. Oh. See... <laughs> <laughs> Or could it be... Did you say Russian? Yeah. It's always fucking Russian, <laughs> isn't it? Let's forget the 2016 election, people. We need to figure out what's going on in Bob the Builder. <laughs> so what if... What if he's actually the old... A piece of old machinery mm. from the Russian competitor right. down the road? Yeah. Right? Doing some bodgy Russian construction. Maybe. All I know is that, he, that he's a Russian sleeper agent for where he reports right. to, I don't know. But also... Um, Lofty is shown to have a rivalry with Spud, the Scarecrow. Um, however, it states on the trivia page that Lofty was the first vehicle that Spud had a ride on. So obviously they were close, but maybe Spud discovered something that Lofty didn't want anyone to know. Spud's a Scarecrow. Yeah. How the hell do they compete? <laughs> what? How does a crane have to be jealous of a... Not a jealous. Scarecrow. Uh, is my point not getting across Maybe here? not. So... Lofty and Spud were friends, right? Yeah. But maybe Spud learnt and discovered that maybe Lofty, because he's a nervous uh, guy, he slipped up at the beginning, right? Okay. And, and so now specs. Lofty and Lofty has distanced himself from Spud right. to make sure that his cover doesn't get blown. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't follow. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm sleeper agent. Scarecrows. 
he's just in constant anxiety, and he he's he's carefully learns to his friends' words by by. Well, it's better than him being on a crack or an acid or something <laughs> like it was the first episode. Hey, hey hashtag uh, save Franny. Yeah, as long as they're not part of some tyrannical demonic pagan sex cult, so I guess that's okay. I, I will admit this time I didn't go as uh, as overboard as you did. You've you've out, you've outshined me in terms of just just pure disturbing childhood <laughs> ruining, which is which is really what we uh, we want to do here. I kind of like the idea that you just say Bob's a prick. <laughs> That's your conspiracy. He's a f- <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and and all all the uh, machines that he have are just Slaves. disillusioned and. You know, down on themselves, yeah. but you know, if they want to be, basically, he pays their way, yeah. and I don't know what the law is. Well, we never see any exchange of money, yeah. so but they get paid with life because when he puts the diesel or the the, how do they get the chemical? They inside? don't. No, they, they just go. They just, they just go just, to sleep. They're just alive. Yeah, they're just alive. Oh. And so these are living things. That's not sending a good message to kids. Exactly. That's going to completely confuse them on petrol prices. <laughs> <laughs> They'll grow up thinking cars don't need petrol. Yeah. Fucking Bob the Builder, Ragdoll Productions. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is legit. That's the legit conspiracy. <laughs> fuel Getting, prices. Yeah, because so the kids come in and they're like, "Fucking fuel, fuel prices." I'll just buy. I'll buy a bike, <laughs> and that takes cars off the road. There's your real conspiracy. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what we have here is an asshole, just being an asshole, and uh, a, a sex cult, which I'd say are both equally bad. I'd say, because, I mean, a lot of kids watch Bob the Builder and uh, from that influence to go into the construction industry, so who knows how else they're influenced. If your daughter or your son is a stripper or a porn star, you might want to have a look at what they've been watching. <laughs> if, you're, if you've left your kid watch Rugrats for, you know, a few years, you might want to have a rethink about their, their priorities <laughs> and where they're going in life because they might be a little bit more unhinged than you think. Mm. And I base that on absolutely no evidence. <laughs> Because really, a, a conspiracy needs needs no evidence apart from no a lot of evidence. Well, if it has proof, yeah, it's no longer a conspiracy, is it? Or is that it, how that works? Well, you can have proof, but no one will listen to you. If no one believes it, then it's not a conspiracy. I think a conspiracy is something that you think exists and other people don't, and it's a cover up. And that's the best way to describe it. See, I think if if because I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure that my conspiracy is a full blown conspiracy. So let me just just. Inject or sprinkle a little bit of of uh, Alex Jones sprinkle dust over, over this. They, they try to cover up Bob's actions with like jaunty music and and fast cutting and everything and smiles on on all, on like Wendy's face and everything, but it, it looks fake, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's a cartoon, man. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I actually, I almost went with my conspiracy being that Bob's secretly a robot. Okay. Because the animation was so shitty at times. Uh, like, his walking was so stiff. And it was going to yeah, be yeah. like, Wendy is the mastermind behind all of this. Yeah. But I just figured, you know what, fuck Bob. He's got offset muscle muscle um, soreness. He's just working too hard. <laughs> just needs to needs to have a relax. Needs to get a massage. Needs to get that roller machine over there and give him a good massage. Just get a rolly to, to flatten his his you know his back. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't completely demonize Bob, but I can see where you're going. I I yeah. demonize him. Yeah. Especially the episode that I yeah. watched. He he was the definition of a tyrant. But what do kids shows do? They bring to life inanimate objects. Yes. 
and give them like a feelings man. and stuff. Like a what? <laughs> like a man. Like a man. <laughs> you know? And you've got your inanimate objects. Like a man. Okay? And in between the man, which is obviously your prime, primal, real-life, soulful creature, <laughs> and in between there you've got your scarecrows and your Wendy's. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right? I, I, and I it love... teaches kids... It teaches kids just to think a little bit differently about their property, and and you don't want. I I don't think that you want to treat the rake in your backyard like it it it's helping you. It is yeah. helping you, yeah. but you control that rake. Yeah, you know, exactly. The rake doesn't get a lunch break. No, and neither should these. these <laughs> just because they got eyes, sure they can have feelings, and feelings, and, and need sleep and like work all day doesn't mean that you know they get treated properly you need a but you do need to rest the machines because they will get worn out mm. you know you have to keep oiling their joints yeah you have to make sure that your wendy's are oiled <laughs> and their joints are kept up to date and they're serviced all right yeah make sure their garden's kept nice <laughs> I, I i don't endorse this we man i do, do not condone <laughs> I, anything I, said from pete richards on this show but ba- basically basically yeah yeah so um We'll leave it there. I think I think we'll leave it there. Um, still got to figure out a way to resolve this fucking thing to end an episode. I'm just picturing at what age this podcast will come back and destroy my career, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking 38. <laughs> just when I get that, I want to get that good job. Yeah. 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 You'll, you'll try and um, join... Bob, Scarecrow, Wendy, Machines. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of when the worst point would be to end the podcast.